Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. Alice Cooper, Department of Youth on 1FM, live and local at nine minutes past eight on your Monday morning this Christmas week. Now, speaking of youth, we're going to have a chat to young Shepherdtonian Bree Dorset. She has been recognised at the 2022 Rural Youth Awards held last week by the Youth Affairs Council. Good morning, Bree. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Congratulations. You received the People's Choice Award at the awards after being nominated in the Person Leading Change. Tell us all about these awards. What do they mean and what was the experience of them? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's been a surreal experience, but um, we're really fortunate to have in Victoria um, an organisation called the Youth Affairs Council Victoria, and it's just a celebration um, of all the work that um, young people do in our communities, and there's a lot of opportunities and um, support for our young people. So, sneaky plug, definitely check them out. But um, what the awards were uh, last Tuesday were the Regional and Rural Youth Awards, so definitely shining a light um, on our people or young people in our regional communities for the work that they're doing, which, you know, sometimes does get overlooked being um, country kids. But, yeah, it was an awesome event and just so beautiful to be in a room with uh, amazing young people doing great things. I believe the People's Choice Award was chosen by your peers, which must be special. Yeah, yeah, it was... uh, I couldn't even believe it. Like, I didn't even think I had a chance. Um, I was just so grateful to have even been nominated um, for the person um, leading change, let alone be a finalist and then walk home with the, with the People's Choice Awards. So, yeah, I'm very flattered. What did you, what did you have to do? Um, so, it was just being nominated by peers. Um, so, I think there was like an online submission. So, a few people um, who have worked with me actually submitted um yeah, a application for me to be nominated. Um, and then, yeah, it's all just peer, peer chosen. So, tell me, tell me about the work that you're doing. I know that you are doing some work in encouraging more female tradespeople, and you've also been involved with the Youth Parliament. Yeah, yeah, so that's right. So, I work for Tradeswomen Australia, which is a non for profit, um, essentially supporting women and gender diverse people into non-traditional pathways and I'm doing a lot of work around diversity and inclusion. Um, That work came about because I was a research intern um, just supporting people into work. Um, So investigated the correlation between education and employment, um, both in the Shepparton region, but also when it comes to women um, and looking at how we can support them into trades. Um, And that's just a bit of a snippet of work I've done in that sector. Um, But I've done a lot of work with uh, people who have experienced disadvantage. So a lot of work around um, youth homelessness, um, policy reform, um, and just a lot of advocacy work because I do have a lived experience in that space as well. Well, I was going to ask you about your background. Tell me about the pathway that's led you into that kind of work. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, I finished school and I just wanted to get into the fitness industry and be a personal trainer. So it's Taking my life's taken a completely uh, different direction, but I think what really ignited this 
um, fire and, and passion for advocacy and social justice was really my lived experience of youth homelessness. And then it just sort of opened my perspective to um, a whole bunch of different minorities or people who didn't necessarily have a voice. And I just realised that there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, and a lot of education. And I thought, you know, being the person I am and um, having the opportunities that I've had, I've got a great platform to be able to advocate for people who are not necessarily heard. Um, and I just feel like with what I've experienced in my life, I have like this duty, um, duty of care or, or duty or responsibility to really advocate and um, cultivate some change around these issues. You've experienced youth homelessness yourself. Yeah. At what age did you experience that? Uh, so I experienced that um, when I was in year 12 um, doing BCE. So I was around um, 17 and 18 um, that I experienced that. But I was really fortunate to have an amazing support system, um, which is an organisation called the Foyer Foundation. Um, and so I do a lot of work with them still today. Um, they provided me with a safe space to, to live um, and and supported me to finish my education. So you're talking and, um, about the Youth Foyer in Friars Street, which is a great yeah. facility, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. And how old are you now, Bree? I'm 23. I'll be 24 in February, so it's been quite a journey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've done extremely well because that is a, that is a, a challenging start, but um, you've obviously taken that support that's been given to you and turned it into something really positive. Yeah, thank you, Terry. So what do you see, you know, where, where is this award going to take you? Is it just a bit more of a platform or, or what do you want to see? What, do you, what changes would you like to make? Yeah, it's definitely been a great experience to network and connect with other young people who are really like-minded, working towards the same um, sort of vision. So I've, yeah, definitely um, had that opportunity to network. So I'm looking to really collaborate with some of the young people I met on Tuesday but I definitely want to stay working in the non-for-profit space and advocating for minorities. So definitely um, looking to continue to, to cultivate change around social justice issues. Just talking about the trades area in particular, it is so incredibly male-dominated, isn't it? It is. We've actually got less than 2% of women in male-dominated trades, which is just crazy, especially when we look at the skill shortage. Absolutely. What sorts of things need to be done to change that? It really comes down to two things. Um, so culture changes in the workplace. Obviously, we need to ensure that it's a safe space for not just women, but anyone who want to go to work and just ensuring that, you know, they want to go to work because they're feeling safe at work. And then the other one is definitely around education and just breaking down um, gender stereotypes. We find a lot of people that want to move into, well, women in particular, who want to move into trades, they sort of just um, look at hairdressing or childcare or something like that because they don't realise, oh, I can actually go be a, um, an electrician or a plumber because they haven't actually seen um, a, a woman in their life model that career pathway. So it's just about breaking down um, those gender stereotypes that women can as well. Is that about uh, getting to them when they're making those choices as far back as year nine or ten, communicating that to the women in a positive way or the, the girls in a positive way? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in the research um, that we did with Jeanette Pope, the How Work Works Women in Trade, we found that even as young as grade six is really, really good um, because there's a lot of gender stereotyping um, around that age, um, just even around, um, you know, parents and um, even, you know, the school teacher might come in and say, oh, I need to borrow a couple of strong boys to help carry this. Yes. you know, you know what we need? I've, I've just yeah. solved the whole problem. We had Bob the Builder. We need... Well, well Bob did have a, a female counter, c- counterpart, didn't she? We need yeah. a... We need a... I don't know. Um, breathe, breathe a tradie doll or something. Oh, <laughs> maybe. I'm not, not sure, but... <laughs> but, you know, that that's getting them very young. Because, I mean, Bob the Builder... Um, I can't think of Bob the Builder's female counterpart, but I... I Actually, I remember when my kids were young watching her and um, yeah, she was always like, oh, Bob, you're, you're, such a, you're, you're so silly and she'd kind of fix things for him. But I think we need, we need, you know, a female main character perhaps for our preschoolers. Yeah, look, not a bad idea at all, Terry. I think that would be really good. Just take that one on board and you feel free to, to use your name. Call, call her Brie for sure. <laughs> Brie the Builder, hey? Yeah, why not? Anyway, congrats. a ring to it. It does, actually. Bob, Bree, yeah. Um, yeah. Congratulations on your award. And it's just so great to have a young person like yourself flying the flag for our region. Thank you so much, Terry. It means the world. Looking forward to seeing what you do in future, Bree. Stay in touch. Perfect. We've been speaking to, oh, well, she almost defies description, Bree Dorset. She has just been recognised at the Youth Council of Victoria Rural Youth Awards. Pat and Tina's BP service station North Shepparton has been serving people living in and visiting our region for now more than 50 years. There's no other place you can still experience driveway service delivered with a smile the old-fashioned way. Supplier of BP Ultimate Fuels, they will wash your windows, check under your bonnet and even do your tyres while you wait. Next time you're filling up, do it at Pat and Tina's BP service station. GV Highway, North Shepparton. 1FM sponsor. At Outback Real Estate, we understand that to get the right deal, you need to have the right people surrounding you. We know you need the right advice and the right information, so we make the effort to ensure that both the vendors and buyers enjoy their real estate journey by providing a tailored service that's just right for you. Specialising in properties for agriculture and business, we provide services to commercial and residential developers. Visit our new website at outbackproperties.com.au. Outback Properties, where understanding real estate is our business. Station sponsor. Looking for a new career or know somebody locally who is? Flavorite is Australia's largest glasshouse grower of fresh fruit and vegetables that operates right here in the Goulburn Valley. Flavorite offers permanent, part-time and casual roles in various departments across the business, such as crop care, picking, packing and more. Hourly paid roles with attractive and achievable bonuses. No experience necessary with on-the-job training provided. Flavorite prides itself on providing a great team culture and supportive environment with unlimited opportunities to grow a career in agriculture. There are multiple positions available right now. So to find out more, visit flavorite.com.au or call us on 0356231693. Station sponsor. Make your Christmas super special this year with our sponsors Focus Cards and Gifts in the New Look Mod Street Mall. A huge range of Christmas gifts including willow tree statuettes, new Woodwick candle scents, bramble bay candles and lots of Kris Kringle ideas in store right now. 
Make your gift super special with our great range of wrapping paper, gift tags and all the trimmings. There is also a massive range of Christmas cards for all your family, friends and colleagues in store. Get in early for the best selection. Call us on 582 or check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Station sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.